Thresholds Radio with your host, John Stevenson. Recording a UFO action. And there in the darkness, on the ground, knocking on the walls, Something crawling. The ghost the ghost Welcome back. With us now is our good friend Steve Bassett from PRG. Well, welcome back to the show, Steve. How are you doing tonight? Just fine, John. It's great to be with you again. That's good. So what's uh, new and exciting with you? I know you've always got things going on. Well, we it's kind of been a lull right now. Um, the advocacy movement, truth movement, that's been building for the last 20 years, particularly the last 10, to get the government to stop this policy of withholding the truth about the ET presence right. uh, continues. But uh, certainly right now, uh, they can't, you know, this ludicrously long, really ridiculous presidential campaign is sucking all the air out of the media. Yeah. Leaving not much for anything else. Um, not surprising. And of course, the politicians have gone into reelect mode, which they now do about <laughs> you know, the congressional reps who, who serve two year terms, they go into reelect mode about a month after they. Taken office exactly. Uh, the senators, okay, they got six years, but the elections are such now. Certainly, in the presidential arena, they, they go into re-elect mode about a year to a year and a quarter out. Thing, so uh, it, it's it's been kind of slow. We want to interject the issue of the ET presence into the campaign. Uh, we actually had some success in 2008. It's not out of the question, and, and certainly there's there's plenty of time between now and November. So PRG is going to be looking to try to do that, to figure out, okay, how can we put this issue in play so that once again the candidates have to walk around and ignore it, deny it, to at least, at least achieve that goal, uh, let alone that they would actually speak to it. And there are ways to do that, and I will definitely be... Uh, looking to, 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 to interject some things, probably starting in about you know, six weeks. Um, and that's kind of where things are at. There, there are some documentaries in the works, uh, which I expect will turn up early next year, 2013. Strong documentaries with more of a disclosure angle to them. Mm -hmm. uh, that's good. Uh, I mean, we have had so many UFO docs. Who needs to see another one? I mean, <laughs> it's not about UFOs anyway. It's been about ETs for a very long time. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, there's plenty of ET material turning up in television and film as usual. Uh, mostly violent these days, mostly ET enemies. Uh, mm -hmm. Got a new one from a bat no, Battleship, all the Transformers series. A lot of that. Falling Sky series was surprising because it's just dreadful. Uh, I, I'm, Spielberg should be embarrassed for that series, frankly. And there's more in the work. So that continues. Uh, the petition process is, will go on. Um, it is, we've talked about this before. Right. The White House started a petition process called We the People on the White House website, and it got off, I think, to a relatively good start. But not surprisingly, the White House has basically killed it off. It still exists, mm -hmm. but rather than 
water that plant. Uh, it was so, somewhat like, well, we've made our token participatory, democ participatory democracy maneuver here. Now we're just sort of slide that off the side, move on. And they, they took steps which essentially uh, ended, the, I think, the power of this particular project. You can find it at whitehouse.gov, the main Administration website, of right. course, that's called We the People. It's still up. Um, and what they did was they increased the number of signatures required to trigger a White House response about 25 to 25,000. And the effect of that was to drop the amount of petitions that were being submitted off the cliff, uh, so that a fraction of the, uh, the petitions that were submitted in the first 30 days have come in in the last couple of months. Do you think that was a reaction to uh, the amount of? Uh people that signed yours too or do you think that's just a coincidence i just did it to cut a lot of them off or do you think it may might be a reaction because of so much response to the ufo i don't know the UFO, they, they they set a five thousand threshold and prg submitted a disclosure petition calling on the administration to end the truth embargo along with some some links and so forth and you can find that that petition and the response that we the people just look in the response and look for the et petition you know september um and you'll see the response in the White House. So we made, met that threshold, and the result was that there was a great deal of media coverage, hundreds of articles. And in fact, in paradigmresearchgroup.org website, you can see these articles, they're, they're archived there. Several hundred, I think about 120 or 30 or 40 that are archived there, but there were many more than that. So it generated a lot of press. I'm sure they were not happy about that. They also got a lot of flack because the response they gave was remarkably rigid, <laughs> namely that- uh, Complete denial. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, completely. There's no evidence of anything for anything. Life outside the planet, no evidence for contact, no evidence that the government hit anything. I mean, it was just an extraordinary statement that insulted the intelligence of several hundred million people, minimum. Um, but nevertheless, that's their position, which is actually a good thing. We, we now have a position that we can work with and beat on. But that's, and then about, oh, I would say about 10 days, maybe or so after the UFO petition, or the, not the UFO petition, disclosure petition, got the 5,000 signatures, they increased it to 25,000. Right. They would probably say, look, we were getting thousands and thousands of petitions. We were looking at the prospect of having to respond to thousands of petitions. We had to increase the, the uh, threshold. Uh, you know, it's your job to go get the signatures. Mm -hmm. they, but then they didn't promote the site either. I mean, they really did not promote the site heavily. They put it up. Some, a couple of articles were written about it, but the president never mentioned it. They really did not promote it. It was almost they just wanted to have it and say they had it. It was just but to humor I, you, I think. Not you, but I mean right. in general, just to humor the public. Absolutely. If the president had mentioned this petition initiative in one of his presentations, it would have driven millions and millions of people to it. And that would result in a lot of signature crossovers where people would go in and they would sign many petitions. They might go in for one petition and sign another, and it would generate a lot of signatures. They didn't do that. So as a result now, there's about 40 petitions open. Uh, one time there was 200 back in October. There's 44 petitions open. Maybe a, a fourth of those will get 25,000, maybe none, frankly. Uh, there are uh, uh, total responses now is probably up to about 80. Let's see what this. Total responses of 66. This is over approximately seven months. So, uh, but... There is one silver lining here, and that is that uh, the, the way it works is that you submit a petition. If you get 150 signatures, which is the first 
trivial matter, they post it. They will post it. And so we submitted two more disclosure petitions uh, after the first one that did not achieve the 25,000 but remained up for 30 days. So the, the, the petition and the issues and the links were right there on the White House website for 30 days. One petition involved the Rockefeller Initiative. The other one involved the uh, nukes tampering. So as long as they have that We the People site, we will continue to submit disclosure petitions in order to put the issue and links to the issue up on the White House website for anybody to see around the world. Uh, I'm going to be putting one up soon, the fourth one. And all of the petitions that have been submitted and the outcomes and what have you are uh, at the main petition hub, which is uh, Disclosure Petition Hub on this, which is uh, DisclosurePetition.info, DisclosurePetition.info. So that project is not done, and who knows? It's possible that something will catch fire, and we will suddenly see a lot of uh, signatures and possibly get a second response from the White House on another aspect of this. All right. Well, it certainly can't hurt, even if they don't go through. I mean, it's bringing attention to it regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did set up a a open petition, I guess you could say, a public petition at change.org. So if you go to change.org, uh, look for the disclosure petition. It's the original one. Well, it's pretty much the original one. It had to be slightly modified because of the constraints that change.org provides. And that's that that petition will be up for another ten months. It can it can it, there's there's no limit to how many signatures. And that's open so worldwide too, right? That's what we were saying that yeah, before. Anybody. So that petition is, but that's not on the White House website. That's just the change.org, along with a lot of other things. So that's, that can collect signatures, and, and we'll continue to promote that. So that process has been used. It's now operating at a base level. Uh, but I blame the White House for that. I mean, a huge amount of effort was made to draw attention to that petition. Everything the PRG could do. Right. Short spending money, which it just doesn't have. Um, so, again, we're getting lip service. We're getting this kind of token stuff, which is irritating the hell out of and unnecessary. So uh, we move on. Um, the um, circumstances uh, this year are we have a major presidential election, and we're going to try to find ways to shove this issue under the noses of the candidates. There are four. Mm-hmm. There will be four, two presidential and two vice presidential candidates. And uh, there will be debates between the presidents, the, the two, pre- two presidential candidates, as well as the two vice presidential candidates. So we're going to do what we can to get it in play. Uh, who knows? Maybe some responsible journalist will consider the presence of extraterrestrials a fairly important matter and uh, and ask them about that as opposed to 25 questions about Mitt Romney's dog. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or, or President Obama's uh, girlfriend or whatever. Difficult, <laughs> John, to, to not be cynical these days. The political process is so rotten. Just read our news, my God. Look at the highlights of our news hours. It's terrible. It is. It's not as bad as, I guess, the, the, the succession of Roman emperors where you, <laughs> you got what you got, and it could be some syphilitic son of a whore that was <laughs> in, in the palace and, and ends up you know, burning the town down or whatever. I mean, that happened all the time. So, I mean, it's a better system than that. But compared to what we can have, compared to what we have had, right now American politics is rotten. So that's the, that's the the hand that the, the disclosure movement has been dealt right now. We're having to deal with that. Uh, the media is still not recovered from sort of a 25, 30 year vacation it took after Watergate. It was like after the Washington Post sort of brought down President Nixon with the Watergate investigation. It was like that was it. They're saying, okay, that's enough investigation, investigative journalism for the next hundred years. We, we, we've we've shown how wonderful we are. Now let's just you know 
talking points and, and take a vacation, uh, which is kind of what they've done. And investigation has gone to the Internet, which is fine, except that it's scattered. I was going to say, inter Internet had to give it a tremendous boost, though, because, I mean, that's something we never had ages ago. Everyone can communicate worldwide. Of course. The Internet is key to the disclosure process. Or any, any other act, it is the ultimate medium of communication. How is disclosure? I, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I asked you this before or not, but as far as other countries, I mean, are some countries very open to this? Or, you know, how, how is it going around the world? The, the rest of the world, there has been a lot of activity in other countries, bringing out documents cooperating with UFO researchers, witnesses coming forward, particularly from militaries. Uh, so other countries are, are moving forward and they're loosening up. They're still essentially, they have one eye on the United States. They're still waiting for the United States to take the initial action. I'm not surprised at that. So that could change any moment. But yeah, the, the rest of the world, Exopolitics World Network is still slowly growing. It's got about 24 countries and we'll, we'll see some more on the website soon. And there are other conferences that are focused again on exopolitics and the political issues as opposed to UFOs. Uh, that's 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 developing around the world, which is good. Uh, but overall, it's still a question of the U.S. And and now, as there's so much economic problem in Europe, uh, that is going to divert energy from any internal exactly ending this embargo. But it's notable that some of the potential disclosure countries are not economically in difficult times. And one of them is Brazil, mm -hmm. China. China is fine uh, economically. And so is Russia's not bad. You may say Russia's in trouble. No, it's not. They don't have that much debt. They've got a huge amount of resources. They're just waiting to break out. Uh, if it wasn't, they had a, a particularly bad communist system, worse than the Chinese are there. And uh, it took them a while to get their bearings. But you know, if you look at their balance sheet compared to the United States, Russia's gold. <sighs> and so uh, that that is a country that could disclose. Putin is a man that's clearly shown he wants to, to stride the world stage. He wants Russia to be a major power, both in, in prestige as well as in military uh, and economics. And so the fact that he might take that mantle on and be the, 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 the leader that initiates the truth at the end of the truth bar, it's very possible. That would actually so be a great honor, actually. I'm surprised America's not jumping at that. The, you know, the country that actually takes the first step towards that would be pretty significant in history. I think so. Uh, there are those who might disagree. You know, Obama just basically said something, told something to a reporter a couple of days ago that everybody sort of knew that he believed, simply that he felt that any pair of human beings could could marry and that should have the same rights right. in relationships. This is a huge thing. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, this is a, a major event. Uh, this is the first time an American president said this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's been on the news, still on the news, filled up the news for about four or five solid days, and it will continue to be on the news for another week or so, and it will play out through the campaign. Exactly. Okay, now, if that is the response to that, and I'm, and I'm not trying to belittle or diminish in any way right. this policy uh, statement by him, which, by the way, is just a personal statement. He has indicated he's not going to pursue it as part of the campaign or the, uh, the Democratic platform, at least at this point. He can change his mind. Right. Try to imagine the coverage and the implications of the first leader, say it was the president, to tell the American people that you're not alone in the universe, mm -hmm. and you haven't been alone, and you've been engaged for some time. That's, that's that announcement from a few days ago, times a thousand. Oh, definitely. So are there any leaders that would like to have that legacy? I think so. And so those in the United States government that think the rest of the world is just going to lie low while, and, and, the, and the U.S. continues to tell everybody what to do and when to, when, when to jump, how high to jump. It's not that way anymore. It's a delusion. 
America's lost its power. We're not, we're not the world influence we once were. No, we're not. Uh, and when we do exercise our power, we exercise it badly. We, we spend way too much money. We choose expensive options uh, and we're exploitive. So uh, we're, not wage, we're, not, we're not exerting American influence in an effective way. We have our occasional victories. But uh, again, bad policies and bad government does not lead to good results. Never will, never have. So the, the truth embargo is trying to, to essentially uh, flower, finally, uh, in a somewhat poor soil, a significant event in the Middle East or elsewhere that will divert most of the major government's attention for, for years and years and years and result in some pretty bad things happening. So that's a concern. And, I, and the number one on the list is, of course, a, an invasion or a, a bombing of Iran. Right. By right. So there's a lot at stake here, and it is it is kind of troubling when, when you know that the EZ president is real, when, you, when you've seen the evidence, when you've talked to the witnesses, when you've had people in government confirm it to you, to watch this campaign unfold where the most ridiculous, absurd, trivial matters are debated and hounded and... and, and Screeds are put out by by the super PACs with the endless ads that are written to the level of a 12-year-old over and over, week after week after week. Uh, it's embarrassing to me as a as a person, as a citizen of the country, uh, to watch it happen. Uh, and I don't. I, I know that I've been outside the country. I have been toured here twice. I've been to Australia. I've toured the entire country. I tell you that the sentiment that I encounter outside the U.S is not so much, of course, I'm not traveling in the Arab world, I'm not, there's parts of the world I'm not traveling, I haven't been to Africa, but in, in, in Europe, in Australia, the, the, the sentiment that I get is not hatred, uh, it's not disgust, it's embarrassment. Yes, I've it's, heard that too, actually. Right, now, imagine that. Not to mention how many people that have told me that I'm, 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 you know, I'm traveling outside the U.S., so I had to get my Canadian stickers to put on my luggage. Mm-hmm. Tell people Canadian. I mean, th- this is what it's come to. Uh, and so the idea that, uh, oh, no, we can't, we can't make a major, bold, historical move like finally ending a truth embargo on E.T. presence because, what, it'll diminish our prestige? It will make us look weird? Give me a break. We could look more weird, all right? It couldn't look more silly. Uh, this, in fact, is a step in the direction towards adulthood. So, again, the truth embargo is about many, many things. Not, the, not just the coming of age of the people of the planet, the coming of age of the United States, assuming the United States takes the lead here. Uh, but as in so many other issues, the United States has decided to move to the back of the line or, or remain uh, under the table uh, and, and, and allow uh, issues of little importance to be stirred endlessly while we move forward in history towards something we don't fully understand. Well, UFO sightings have been... There's more and more, too. I mean, in major ones, not just the little ones where someone sees it by themselves. There's mass sightings all over the world now. So it's insane to constantly say, oh, they don't exist. They're calling everyone in the world liars. Well, that's been that way for the last 30 years, at least 30, if not more. So, yeah, of course, uh, it is the truth embargo is fundamentally a lie. It's a massive, systemic, uh, highly structured lie, but it is a national security policy. In other words, you can, you know, governments can lie and still be acting legally. They can even be acting in the self-interest of the country. Right. We understand. We understand. But there are lies and there are lies. This is, you know, something you don't lie about. You know, 
you, you might, well, I mean, I can think of countless examples, but most people understand what I'm saying. There are some things that you, you, you might lie about. It, it, it's the right call, uh, as either a matter of courtesy or kindness or respect or what have you. Mm-hmm. But some things you just don't lie about. And uh, this is one of them. Uh, let me put it this way. Other, except under extraordinary circumstances. And the extraordinary circumstances, as I said many times, was the fact that two nations, Soviet Union and the United States, got into a blood feud and decided that each of the other was an absolute threat to their total existence and proceeded to then build, along with three other countries, between 70 and 80,000 nuclear weapons of increasing power, strength, and diversity, enough weapons to completely destroy the entire human race except for a few stragglers, as well as a good deal of the life on the planet, certainly large life, uh, not to mention just simply making the place almost uninhabitable for thousands mm-hmm. of years. Uh, they literally did that, and they did it uh, in the span of 30 years, from 1947 to 1977, or about 35 years. Uh, that is a pretty extraordinary circumstance, so extraordinary that uh, many good people, thoughtful people inside the government felt that this massive lie about the ET reality had I don't argue. Uh, I didn't have to make those decisions. I'm sure glad we never had a nuclear war. Whatever they did, it, it worked, though it was a close call. So I don't want to beat up on that too much. Uh, but the Cold War has been over since 1991. 21 years. And the world has only gotten more difficult, more complicated. Problems have only grown, multiplied, diversified. And the population is, is increased by about two and a half billion people. Two billion people. So this lie is simply no longer acceptable. Uh, and the, the fact that it continues one more day always shocks me a little bit. Uh, when you realize the number of people that know the truth of it, when you realize the number of countries that are starting to take action, uh, when you realize how much activity the ETs are conducting, right. the idea that this lie actually continues and that some idiot on MSNBC is still capable of making a stupid remark about it, not knowing better, mm-hmm. they bought the line and sinker, and in spite of their 150 or 400 thousand dollar salary and their their, their degree from uh, Columbia Business School, uh, uh, art journalism school, they, they're still able to make a statement that's stupid. Uh, it's a little shocking, and yet it continues. Uh, and when so, they they do discuss this kind of stuff, they tend to have a snicker in their voice, or you know, they smile. <laughs> not always, but they, they yeah, they do. It, it is a fundamental reaction to the truth embargo, as it is transparently constructed. It is a it is a, a ghettoization of the issue and the people in it primarily through ridicule and isolation. Uh, fortunately, not through assassination. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know that's been done. I mean, that that, that approach has been taken, but not here. So um, that is where we are. Uh, I, I don't have any profound news uh, in terms of events going on. Uh, there are the people that are trying to put out profound statements. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a, uh, and it, you know, it reflects a certain frustration. Right. Things have not happened, and so you've got individuals that are predicting extraordinary things that are about to happen <laughs> any time. Actually, literally within a certain time frame. Uh, yeah, uh, we're all doomed on 2012. That's what you mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's not. Well, there's that. I'm really referring to. It. People that are making very powerful predictions about what government's going to do. Oh, okay. Illuminati are going to do whatever, and and I I don't have much confidence in any of that. 
But uh, I understand why they're doing it because they everyone feels the same frustration. How is it possible that we we can go one more day and this extraordinary reality continues to be denied or at least not acknowledged? Denied in some cases and in some cases simply just not acknowledged by the major nations who have social contracts with their people. I mean, the major nations in play represent about 4 billion people. Right. That, that are essentially denying this truth from 4 billion people. Uh, there are a number of countries that really, they, they just got other problems. They got too many other problems to worry about as opposed to whether or not the, their, their people are going to get the ET presence uh, acknowledged. I understand that. But the, the countries that are clearly in play, that know about this, probably represent about uh, so uh, this is a very odd, odd situation. I know history is going to be incredibly intrigued by it. Oh, They're going to analyze it every way they can to try to explain how it all happens. And nobody will get it right, but they'll all get a certain perspective, and there'll be some truth, I think, in most of their analyses. But uh, it is an amazing thing. Um, it, you know, the Catholic Church tried this back in the 1600s because they just didn't like the new cosmology that was developing. They wanted an Earth-centered um, universe. They wanted fixed stars and a, a fixed you know, light and a crystalline structure, whatever, right. because it, 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 it sort of fit with their, 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 their ideology, the doctrine of the church. And so they killed an awful lot of people um, in order to somehow hang on to their doctrine-based cosmology, which, of course, is completely wrong. Uh, and given the nature of the times and given the fact that there was pretty draconian uh, measures taken, um, they actually gathered out for a good while. That's uh, true. Many, uh, many, several generations uh, lived under the illusion, you know, a false uh, illusion of the, of the solar system and cosmology when, in fact, the truth is known. Now, this truth embargo is approaching the, the, the length of time the Catholic Church. It's not there. I have to check on these numbers, but I think the, the suppression of the Copernican Revolution probably lasts about a year. Mm -hmm. I need to confirm. The, the truth embargo on the presence in the 65th year, which is a good it's, long time. It's, yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> and, and while it's not a religious base, if you look at the world, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, the Roswell event occurred just a few weeks after the very first television newscast, which lasted 10 minutes. I forget which of the three networks it was on, but it was. Ten minutes. That was that was the first one. It was a couple of weeks before Roswell. Uh, radio was a predominant way that people learned about what was going on. So it wasn't like there were huge news shows on radio. No. It was mostly from the major papers. You have lots of newspapers, and the small papers would get their national news feed in from the big dailies, like the Washington paper and New York paper, Chicago, LA. So it was much more limited environment, but nevertheless, uh, it was still pretty robust compared to anything that the Catholic Church was looking at in the Middle Ages. So the truth embargo has lasted 65 years, while the media has just grown extraordinary degree. Uh, and, of course, we've seen the onslaught of television, television news, and cable, cable news, and satellite news, uh, satellite systems, and, of course, the, the rise of the Internet, and on and on and on. This massive amount of information delivered. And in spite of that, the truth embargo is made at 65 years. Yep. That that is astounding, absolutely astounding. And as I say, the, the best explanation that I would give to 
some future historian who wanted to ask me, okay, how do, why do you think it happened? He said, there's no way that it would have lasted if it wasn't for the Cold War. The Cold War was a very strange thing. It was a massive anomaly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, it was just more war, right, which is what humans do. They wage war. They can't stop them. But it reptilian human animal. Mm-hmm. At least that make weapons literally utterly capable of wiping out your entire opponent, their civilization, their country, everything, and in fact, even the planet. But then, of course, they realize, my God, we've done it. We can't use them. So, and, 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 and we had the emergence of the wonderful doctrine, one of the greatest acronyms of all time, mutually assured destruction, MAD. I mean, there's never been an acronym that emerged from a concept, a term, that so beautifully represented the concept, meaning mutually assured destruction. Okay, that's what we had. That's the policy that, that was being followed to, to avoid an actual nuclear war, but the acronym is MAD. Okay, we get it, right? Um, and so this, this situation was so unusual that it allowed the truth embargo on the ET presence to, to, to be sustainable. And it was sustainable for 44 years, from 47, essentially, to 91 and by that time, it had become institutionalized. It, you know, given 44 years, the darn thing had become institutionalized. And so even though the Cold War ended, the truth embargo virtually had its own life. It had its own, it was able to operate almost independently. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the best answer I can give why it's managed to scratch out 20, uh, one more year. Uh, now we're in, so now we're in 60, 65 years since Roswell and Longer than that, if you count the, the Foo Fighting, uh, Foo Fighter, or the the, the, the uh, balls, I didn't call them balls of light, whatever was tracking the, the plane. From right. The, the theaters of World War II. But let's just be generous and started in '47 with, with Kenneth Arnold and Roswell. It's really an amazing thing. Um, and with any luck, it'll end soon. Yeah. And we'll we'll be able to get on with the the, the progress of human civilization which has always been progressing out and up, uh, and we'll be able to do that. Though we're not just going to be able to go up at will or do whatever we want, because there's already people there. I mean, we did come to the new world and do what we want. We killed all the Indians off, and of course, that's happened in other parts of the world, uh, expanding outward, getting territory, kill off the natives. Well, that's not going to happen. We're not going to go anywhere from here and kill any natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's not going to be allowed. Uh, can I prove that? No. But is it utterly logical? Absolutely. Right. There are advanced civilizations out there uh, that have the ability to wipe us off the face of the galaxy anytime they want. And so the idea that we're going to go sailing out there, populating planets up and cramming human beings into other biospheres and taking our nuclear weapons with us, and they're just going to go, well, you know, whatever, (laughs) not going to happen. So we've reached a point where we can continue to expand and grow and and go up and out, but we're going to have to acknowledge this ET presence. We're going to have to become aware of it, and we can't do it. We're still stuck. So we're stuck down here. We've canceled the space program, uh, essentially. We just dabble at it now, one of the greatest achievements. We're stuck down here, stewing in our own juice, uh, you know, overwhelmed by our own garbage, destroying the oceans, the water, the topsoil, the ozone, the tundra, the ice caps polluting everything, including the actual oceans themselves. Mm-hmm. We've talked ourselves to the point where people are dying constantly from lack of resources. Uh, all that misery is generating unrest and, and civil disobedience and terrorism at a time when incredibly powerful weapons can get 
the hand of anybody. Uh, so we're just basically stewing in our own juice down here, while the rest of the galaxy is up there wondering when the hell we're going to, you know, decide to move forward. And, and, and people say, well, they'll make us move forward. They'll, they'll come and they'll acknowledge themselves. Maybe. That would be a nice thing. It would be awkward. It would be disruptive. But it would be nice. It would get us going. But I don't think they're going to do it. I, I think they're going to say, look, if you, if you people can't even acknowledge the obvious to yourself, if, if the governments are too screwed up, that they're unable to, uh, then we'll come back in a thousand years and see how you're doing. No, they probably, we're not advanced enough. We're just a stupid, primitive race. <laughs> no, we're not. We're acting like one, but we're not. We have yeah. tremendous capabilities, and we make created extraordinary things. We are more than capable of, 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 of moving on, and moving forward on this, but we are blocked. And by and large, that blockage is from a very few people, as always. It's a limited number of individuals who have assigned to themselves enormous power to control other people's lives. Uh, they do it for ego. They do it for testosterone. They do it for pride. They do it for country, they do it for God, whatever, it doesn't hurt you make these calls. Right. And uh, some of them are not, they're not rich, they're not wealthy, they're not evil, but they, they are making these calls for the rest of us. They're rather 7 billion. Uh, and, but it's really not a lot of people, I assure you, that are, that are sitting in the decision role on, on this issue. Uh, just like there weren't a lot of people in the Catholic Church who were making the call on the Inquisition. I mean, mm. that, that was, that was, that was a, a papal decision uh, you know, at the Pope and a few and, and, and a sufficient number of cardinals, and so they set up the Inquisition. I, I, and it also had certain power, Spanish throne, to some degree, and French throne. Yeah. So I mean, but but the number of people that are making a decision that we are literally going to torture, maim, kill, burn the state, people in order to purify the religious doctrines. Uh, the rest of the people that want to do that, they don't have anything to do with that. So it's always the same thing. A few people are saying, "Well, you, you can't know this, you can't know that." Uh, but you will pay us, you will pay us taxes, you will pay our salaries, you will make us comfortable, but you will not be able to do that. Um, clearly, this is not what people want. Clearly, people are dissatisfied with this. They're lashing out. There's a lot of actions being taken. There's a, there's a various degrees of political activism on the left, right, and center uh, that is fundamentally uh, aimed at, at changing government, eliminating government, replacing government. Uh, but they're somewhat... Views, they're scattered, not not sufficiently focused, and some of them are pulling in the opposite directions. And so we don't have a cohesive, what I would call, social transformation. Uh, I believe disclosure could do that. I think disclosure has the power to create a cohesive social transformation because it's not, gee, disclosure will just be divulged to the Chinese or the Indians. It's going to be divulged to everyone. And it will be known by everyone, and the implications are staggering for everyone. And so this this creates a potential for a very substantial cohesive action. So it could bring together a lot of the disparate movements and get them focused on defined targets of major government reform. I think that would be one of the great gifts of of a disclosure event, uh, without getting into a contact event or open contact event, which is another right another uh, another story, another. Uh, scenario with a whole new set of variables, though it does follow in the, in the pattern. It certainly fits the, 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 the pattern unfolding. Uh, let's just focus on disclosure. It could be transformative. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now. So as you can see, I'm speaking with a lot of here, a lot of how would you say uh, theory, a right. lot of academic language. I'm not really able to throw out a lot of hard stuff right now, other than 
There are conferences still going on and coming up. You can find those at paradigmresearchgroup.org. There are some documentaries in the works. You can find those too by doing the usual searches. Uh, there's still advocacy happening, and, and there's still uh, a somewhat slow, more slowly growing uh, ad disclosure advocacy movement. Right. But it's still growing. Right. Uh, it, it goes in spurts. Uh, it goes in somewhat spurts. And uh, right now it's slowed down. We easily heat up by any number of events that can take place. So uh, I'm still optimistic. I still think we can have disclosure this year, believe it or not. It's 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 around the corner. I just you know I don't know how soon that corner is, but I I think it's right around the corner too. It just it can't keep up like this. It's going to have to break. Yes, it is, but it is around the corner. I mean, it's not in sight. Right. Not like a finish line of a of a marathon race where you can see the finish line, you see the people up there, and you just keep running to them. Right. It's around the corner, so uh, you can't see it, and that that makes it harder because you, you're you're moving toward that corner to make the turn, but you're not even sure it's going to be there when you make the turn. <laughs> so it's right. more hard to galvanize. Uh, that said, uh, overall, still potentially There's there. Just too and, much yeah. As I say, here's here's one for you, Steve. This isn't total, you know, disclosure, but I mean, I know you have other sources too. I'm sure you've heard the story of all these strange sounds from coming from around the world, haven't you? The, the like the the moaning or the chiming or all those bizarre sounds from around the world. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Um, What's your view on that? You have any idea? I mean, that's that's. I know, like say, you know people like I do, and we all talk to different people. But I was curious what your view on that was. Uh, look, it's it's an internet phenomenon. You think so? At this point, I don't. I don't see anything there that that uh, really captures my attention yet. Okay. Um, essentially, there there are, there are times and places where people hear sound. That's always. Mm-hmm. It's just these are these weird, like a chiming sound and chanting. It's just the strangest thing, but. I have no idea. I've heard tons of rumors about it. Yeah, but it's been happening. This this kind of thing's happened. These types of things are not that unusual. However, this is the Internet age. Exactly. Right? I was going to say that. Things we're can... talking 1980. I, we're not going to have this conversation. But now in the Internet age, when you can when you can simply whip out your, your cell phone camera yeah. and, and, and tape it and then stick it up on YouTube within a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it gets going and then people are saying, oh, okay, I'll put up a tape of what I heard, and before you know it, you've got all these tapes of various sounds. Not to mention the fact that it's extremely easy to hoax it. Oh, yeah, unfortunately uh, it is, yes. Uh, we know that it's gotten easier to hoax video. Uh, okay, video footage. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you stick stuff in and what have you. It's a lot easier to just add a sound, right? Just just take a take a, an outdoor video shot and uh, add sound to it. Right. So there's probably been a number of hoaxes. So at this point, I'm not, I'm not particularly impressed yet. And okay. I wasn't sure. I was just kind of curious because I don't know what to think of it. It's quite an unusual thing, but I, I'm like you. I don't believe what I hear and see on YouTube either, but there's so much of it. I just have no idea. Yeah, again, uh, assume that a certain percentage is hoax, and after that, what do you know? Now, to give an example of something else, though, that, that started off with being uh, uh, not particularly something that one wanted to look at, but then over time, just continue to uh, be a puzzle and is, is much more accessible. It would be the contrail-chemtrail controversy. 
when that first broke out, I just wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over time, I have read enough and seen enough to, to question, my God, is in fact there some kind of spraying going on? And uh, uh, so that is something that I cannot dismiss. Anymore. Same thing with Morgellon. When Morgellon first turned up, my, my, my overall jury was out, way out. But after all these years, I'm pretty convinced there's something very significant going on there. And 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 again, chemtrails, Morgellons disease, these are again treated the same way. This is a categorization. Mm-hmm. We could bring up either of them without going into snicker mode. Uh, they've experienced. They're they're in that same genre. Uh, but chemtrails is something that that I find intriguing. And and, uh, and obviously this is not my area of research. I'm not I'm not going to be going out and giving lectures on chemtrails. But the one thing I would say about, and I've said this about a number of things, is that if by some bizarre set of some bizarre reason change, uh, members of the U.S. government, U.S. military, decided that if, if there was a basis for them to start spraying the skies for whatever reason, whether it's to reflect sunlight, to to impact uh, life below, mm-hmm. way without without public you know, uh, disclosure without legislative involvement, that this this unbelievable act of hubris, this incredible violation of the soul of the uh, social contract, would not even have been considered were it not for the success of the ET truth embargo. In other words, we managed to, to overall keep the the American people, the press, the, the, the Congress, the universities. Uh, in a in a quandary and a and and uh, contained on the actual presence of extraterrestrials for 44 years through the end of the Cold War, uh, while these kids are going about doing whatever they wanted, if we can do that, we can do anything. <laughs> and so, if somebody thinks we need to spray the skies, yeah, no problem. We'll spray the skies and we'll just ridicule and and, and ghettoize those that try to research it, and the public will buy it, and the press will buy it, and we'll get away with it. To me, that's the only way that they would have even dared to do it. And while I know that there are a lot of people angry about the ET uh, truth embargo, and and when things break open, they, they're going to want to, you know, hold people accountable and take people to court and everything else. I don't think that's going to happen, and it's probably inappropriate. But if in fact there is such a program and it comes out, I can assure there is going to be a national outrage, unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime. Oh, I agree. And a lot of people are going to prison. I mean, they're going to prison. I don't care who they are. Uh, one of the problems America has is that they don't put people in prison. However, they don't put the right people in prison. This is true going back thousands of years. I mean, you 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 can never put the, the emperors in prison, the kings, the queens, uh, whatever, and you can kill them, but you can never put them in prison. So they did whatever they wanted, and they always got away with it unless they were assassinated. So we have the same problem here. I mean, it's amazing what you can get away with if you were in positions of financial political power and never see the light of jail. But I mean, you go shoplift or or uh, get caught with a little some drugs in your, and off you go. And 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 this is is one of the most striking uh, dysfunction in American government today, which neither party is addressing. One party virtually worships the concepts behind it, sadly, um, but um, uh, there are limits. And uh, chemtrails are one of them. If, if those are real, then I can assure you, 
a lot of people are going to go to jail for the rest of their life. Yeah, uh, and that would be cathartic. It would be very cathartic. People need to see that happen. They need to see a lot of Wall Street guys in jail right now for 10, 20 years. They haven't, but it would be incredibly cathartic if they did. Uh, they probably will not, but Kim Trails is another. So I'm not, I'm not completely closed off to extraordinary phenomena outside the ET reality. Exactly. I understand, I understand why people who are deeply involved in the ET issue are constantly looking to try to hook the ET issue to anything unusual that comes up. Mm-hmm. It's a natural human uh, uh, I understand that. Yeah, you just want to uh, prove your point. Actually, looking to prove your point, and uh, I understand that, it, and it's overdone. Uh, you always want to consider it. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But don't just go heading down that road unless you you've got something substantive to. Because uh, theoretically, you can almost find an easy connection to any uh, when you think about it. I mean, it it's a pretty, a pretty massive issue and a huge uh, with huge implications, and so you can find a hook to any. Uh, and I think. In many cases, the hooks just aren't there. So the ET reality is is profound, but it is still uh, a, a a a phenomenon that is separate from a huge amount of what else goes on in the world. And uh, that that's that's a, that's I think the, the, the appropriate way to look at it and 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 deal with it. Otherwise, one gets kind of carried away. Exactly. Okay, Steve, well, I know we're running low on time here. You said you had another interview to go to. Do you have anything in closing, or do you want to give out your website information and everything uh, again? Sure, sure, absolutely. Let me let me just bring up some of my pages here. I'm just, okay. You know, certainly the main site is paradigmresearchgroup.org. Uh, let me mention that there are some conferences coming up. Let me throw out some of this. Uh, uh, the um, uh, next conference um, in the U.S., Symposium in Glen Rose Tech. So just just you, you you can go to my website, paradigmresearchgroup.org, find the conference section. It's all there, links. But you can also do a search on Women's UFO Symposium. It'll come right up. Uh, this is really cool, man. I hope people will support it and support the women that are emerging in this field and starting to carry more and more water. Uh, there's also a couple of conferences outside the U.S. Again, again, this emphasis is what I said before. May 11th through 13, there's the International Conference on Exopolitics, 2012 and the Extraterrestrial Presence. That's in Prague, Czech Republic, right? And then uh, on uh, May 18th, 20, there's the UFO Conference to 2012 in Bergen, Norway. Um, now, I have, yeah, that, that one is a little bit more UFO-oriented. The other one's Exopolitics-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also in May, there's a conference in uh, Alamo, Nevada, which is a conference, a long-standing event, May 27th. Look for that. Uh, and uh, Conspiracy Con coming up in June in Santa Clara. Uh, and then there is a, a Brazilian conference, I think it's going to be postponed into the fall. Uh, and then there is a um, the MUFON Symposium this year will be August 3. That's in Covington, uh, Kentucky, Cincinnati. And then there's a, uh, a UFO Con. This is a, this is a conference that is uh, created by some people that are trying to fill the spot that was vacated when the... Uh, Bay Area UFO Expo uh, essentially closed down. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to bring that back to life. It's called UFO Con. It'll be in Santa Clara, September 15 through 16. I'll be speaking at a uh, conference that really was well attended last year, six, seven hundred people. This is the P- uh, MUFON Pennsylvania East Coast Conference number one. That's going to be in Philadelphia, September 28th. I'll definitely be speaking there. Hopefully I have a lot to say at that point. And then there's a major conference called Pythagoras coming up in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, uh, October 10th. So there's 
Was and then a the second, yeah. yeah, and a second uh, MUFON Pennsylvania conference, and then this will be in Pittsburgh, in other words, eastern Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania, uh, in October. So again, the events are still coming out, still developing. We're starting to see more uh, foreign events, which is great, um, and that that's cool. Let me see if there's something else. Oh, uh, World Disclosure Day. Um, World Disclosure Day, which is July the 8th, uh, is coming up. I encourage people to consider doing something on that day or creating something, whatever. And if you come up with any any program of any kind, if you will email paradigmresearchgroup.org, uh, PRG, the, the email is on all my websites. We'll we'll list it, you know, with the information. And that 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 listing will go up at, at exopolitics or I'm sorry, worlddisclosureday.org, right? Worlddisclosureday.org. Uh, where we're, we're, we're going to list any events that people come up with to uh, acknowledge that we still need to learn the truth of this, that it's, there's a reality here, there's a political process underway, and uh, that's worlddisclosureday.org. And of course, exopoliticsworld.net is a good site, almost about 2,500 people there. I encourage people to join it. And um, um, uh, Exopolitics World, uh, I'm sorry, Exopolitics World Network and the World Disclosure Day. Uh, and Paradigm Research Group, and the X Conference, which is in suspension right now, uh, and the A Million Facts in Washington, all these have Facebook pages. Hmm. So we encourage people to uh, to uh, join some of these Facebook pages. And of course, I've got a Twitter, uh, Steve Bassett, one word, Steve Bassett. Feel free to hook up with my twi Twitter, and uh, uh, we'll continue to build a community of people that want the truth of this matter out, and we will eventually get it. I've no doubt about that. Oh, this summer sounds like a good start. There's a lot of good events going on here. Yeah, there are. No, there's plenty of events, and I encourage people to go. I know it's tough right now economically, but there's it's certainly you know, not a lot of money, but you, 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 you get exposure to some pretty interesting stuff. It's certainly not a standard weekend. Uh, we need, obviously, more people to go to these events, but right now it's kind of the same people over and over again. But you know, maybe encourage, uh, this is an opportunity to introduce people to the issue. Bring them to the, to the event. Let them you know, sample it. Exactly. So, uh, oh, one other thing I'll mention, yeah. and then we'll wrap it up, and that is that uh, PRG, I have, I have been able to make a lot of connections in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles. I'm just here temporarily, but... Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm working on a doc that could go into production at any time, but we're making a lot of inroads, and there's been a lot of meetings, all right, uh, with 20, 30, 40 people at a time. And I will tell you, I am amazed at how many contactees are in the show business industry. Wow. They are coming in with their stories over and over again. Uh, and we've kind of created a safe environment, and you talk about it, uh, and you'd be amazed. And Recently, you had a, a pretty successful television star named Fran Drescher announced that she was a contactee, and her I think her boyfriend sort of animated he was. And then, of course, about a year ago, Sammy Hagar, a very well-known rocker who's still out performing, uh, wrote his autobiography and, and said that he's been dealing with the gray since he was a kid. Expect more of that. Expect more celebrities, well-known people, not only in, in the entertainment industry, but possibly in the sports and maybe in politics, hmm. to make the decision to come out and say, hey, uh, I'm not ashamed to say or afraid to say that uh, I've been dealing with extraterrestrial entities since I was a kid. 
That's actually yeah. great too, because we tend to listen to celebrities more than we listen to regular people. As sad as that is, but that's what our culture's like. Yeah, true. Uh, but one of the reasons we listen to them is because they are known. In other words, they have an audience, All right. In other words, it, it's they do they they make a movie that's seen by ten, fifteen million people. I mean, that's a fact. And so they have an audience, and so they're listened to because they have an audience to listen to them. If you don't, nobody knows who you are, and you walk out in the street corner and say something profound. So what? So I, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm fairly cool with the idea that that what celebrities and well-known people say can have impact. It doesn't mean that they always say smart things. Sometimes they say pretty stupid things. <laughs> right. Uh, let me tell you, when it comes to this issue, any celebrities, any pretty well-known people, particularly if they're well-liked and respected, all right, who come out of the closet on the on the contact issue, it's going to really turn the heat up on the disclosure pot oh, definitely. Uh, and bring it to boil. So uh, look for that. I, I know there's going to be more. I would not be surprised with a couple more this year. Oh, that's great. That, that definitely right. bring it up. Okay, well, it's been good talking to you again, Steve, and uh, keep us up on everything going on with you. I will. I really appreciate the time, and good luck with your show. Oh, no problem. Take care now. Thanks again, Steve. Uh, Due to a little bit of a scheduling snafu, our second guest for tonight wasn't able to appear, so our show is running just a little bit on the short side. So please stay tuned next week for an all-new show. Good night, everyone.